if you followed any of my fruit or veggie of the month episodes earlier on in 2023, you know that there is no better fruit for summertime than watermelon. Of course, there's a lot of great seasonal produce that's available and an option and is so nice to have access to. However, watermelon is one of those that just goes hand in hand with summertime. And yet I know that it's also one that so many people struggle to pick. So because this pin gets over a million views a month on my Pinterest, and I know so many of you are walking through the grocery store and thumping away on these watermelons, trying to pick the perfect one. Today's episode, I'm going to give you the exact steps I go through, the exact things that I look for, and the exact qualities to help you pick out the perfect watermelon or to avoid that overly ripe, not so sweet, super mushy, whatever not pleasant watermelon option could be the alternative. Let's steer clear of that this summer and pick ourselves out the perfect, juiciest, most wonderful watermelon with my go-to tips. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Maybe one of my favorite topics for summer. I'm a nut about watermelon, guys. It's always been one of my favorite foods. When I was a kid, I remember my mom always said I could just sit and eat almost an entire watermelon in one sitting. It is something I love. And I I thought, what more iconic way to celebrate summer than watermelon? I'm sure every barbecue, family gathering, neighborhood festivities today have watermelon at it. And if you don't yet know how to pick the perfect watermelon, I'm going to coach you through how today. There are four main factors that I want you to think through and I'm gonna talk to you about what I would look for and what I would pass on if you're at the bin of watermelons. But I'm gonna tell you right up front, sound is not one of them. Any mom who grocery shops with their kids, I don't know unless you have a really keen ear for how to pick a watermelon, but this whole, my dad used this metric and I never mastered it myself. And looking for a watermelon that sounds flat and dull just doesn't make sense to me. And when my kids are talking at me, there's a million different things of sensory input going on at the store. Listening to the watermelon is not a strategy that I use or that I encourage others to use because personally I have not been effective in picking great watermelons with that method. And I know people say it should sound like, you know, knocking on a door, knocking on a drum with like a really deep hollow sound. I don't know. It's just, it's not my thing. So if someone has that expert tip, please come over and share it with me on Instagram and tag me at Veggies and Virtues so I know what your secret is when it comes to picking the perfect watermelon via sound. When it comes to picking the perfect watermelon by sight, I'm going to give you four tips that the more of these, you know, obviously if you can get four out of four here, the better your chances that this is an amazing watermelon. If you can only get one of these four, it may still help you, but I can't guarantee it's going to be completely perfect. So what I want you to look for when you're trying to figure out how to pick the perfect watermelon is you want to look one that's round and heavy. 
So if you, and this is one, depending on the age of your kids, can be fun to let them kind of do with you if they can hold watermelon, you know, without dropping it on the ground or on their toe or something. But pick up different watermelons, looking for those that are round and compare the weights of them. So if you see one that's small, but really heavy and one that's bigger, but not as heavy, you want to go with the one that's like denser for its size. And so you want, basically, if you were to put it on a scale, you know, I just normally do this holding it in my hands and I can tell pretty easily just by holding it, which one feels heavier for its given size. But another thing you could do that would be really fun with kids is to put it on a scale and just, you know, I don't feel like they're quite as common in grocery stores anymore to have the scales, but, you know, put it on a scale and see how many pounds it comes back at. That's a good way to tell how heavy it is with kids that they might find kind of fun as well. The ones you want to pass on here, you know, you might have said to me when I said pick one that's round, it's like, well, duh, all watermelons are round. I get what you're thinking there. But you want to pass on those that are kind of the elongated, almost like I was thinking about it as like this more iconic watermelon shape. And I think that's because back when like seeded watermelons were more the norm, that tends to be the shape that you see for like a seeded watermelon is it tends to be kind of elongated and it tends to be lighter in weight. So we want to avoid that shape, especially if like you are buying a seedless watermelon, you want one that's rounder and heavy for its size. The second thing you want to look for is a yellow spot. I will do an Instagram post on this because I think as soon as you know to look for this, it's so obvious and it's one of the easiest things to do without even picking up a watermelon to see how heavy it is. And this is, it's known as a field spot. And the way you can think about it is that yellow spot is where it sat in the field. It sat on that yellow spot and it had more time to ripen. And so if you compare it to a watermelon that has kind of either no spot or has a white spot, that one was picked before it had as much time to ripen and thus it's not as sweet. And so you want to look for a watermelon that has a yellow spot, preferably like a really deep yellow spot and pass on the watermelons that have a white spot or like a really pale yellow spot, meaning that it didn't have as much time to develop more flavor from sitting in the field for longer. The third thing that you wanna look for when picking the perfect watermelon is webbing. And this is, I honestly used to think this was something to avoid because it almost looks like a blemish on the rind of the watermelon. It's um, it's kind of like those squiggly little marks that are like imprinted on the green outer rind. And I thought at first, before I really tried to perfect my skill of picking the perfect watermelon, I thought that it was something to stay away from. But actually having more webbing is better because that means that when bees pollinate the fruit in the early stages, the more pollination that they give the fruit, the sweeter the watermelon then becomes and the more webbing that we will see. And so I think it's really cool that that's kind of like a manifestation of showing the amount of pollination it's had and thus the level of sweetness that it has. So the more webbing that you see on a watermelon, the sweeter it will be. Where if you see a watermelon that has really smooth outer, you know, rind that has none of those kind of blemish marks, none of the none of that webbing, it will be less sweet. And the fourth and final consideration for picking the perfect watermelon is when it comes to color. You want to look for one that is dark in color and dull versus one that is light in color and shiny. Again, very obvious just by looking at it, you want one that's like a darker, deeper green. 
and almost has that dusty look to it. It's kind of like a matte finish versus a glossy finish. And so you want the one that's dark and dull and you want to pass on the watermelon that is light and shiny in its color and its kind of finish on the rind. So to recap, the four things you want to look for when picking the perfect watermelon are you want it round and heavy for size. You want to look for that yellow spot. You want to try and see if it has any webbing. Webbing is good. And you want it to be dark and dull in color. So I know this episode is short and sweet, but my hope is, is that you may even be listening to me in your AirPods as you roam the grocery aisles. You might have one AirPod in and listening to your kid and all the distractions of the store in the other. But my hope is that you can go through these simple four steps to picking your perfect watermelon the next time you're at the grocery store so that you can have the sweetest and juiciest offering when it comes to an upcoming backyard barbecue, as we celebrate 4th of July, or just wanting something that's a refreshing summer treat. So if this episode was helpful for you, or you've been having a conversation with a friend lately about how hard it can be to pick the perfect watermelon, please consider sharing this episode. Share it on social. If you personally are at the store and picking out a watermelon, or if you get home and use these tips and found that perfect watermelon, I would love to see it. And I would love even more if you can share the message so that others know how to pick the perfect watermelon as well. It has been a joy having you on the podcast today. And if you've enjoyed it as well, I have a quick favor to ask. Do you mind hopping over to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a written review? This will only take you a hot second, but it truly blesses me every time I get to read what one of you write over there, and it allows me to bless others through this podcast and the episodes to come. The other thing that you can do is to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me over on Instagram at Veggies and Virtue. I would love to see what action steps that you're taking from this episode and also to support your family in the journey moving forward. Until next time, thanks for coming over to chat at my kitchen counter. Remember that you will always have a seat and a snack waiting for you here.